Hey guys, it's Mariah. And it's Christina. And I'm not coughing for one second. <laughs> oh it's amazing. <laughs> you jinxed yourself. It's like when I get air throw, air throw, air flow into my esophagi, it creates m coughing. Is that how it works? <laughs> I have the COVID again for the second time. Yeah, I don't know how you managed to do that. Apparently, I just didn't eat enough dirt as a child. Bad. So... <laughs> So I guess I'll start adding dirt into my diet. Um, <laughs> not a fan of it. I tried Play-Doh once. Tastes better than dirt, I think. Um, Ooh, Play-Doh. Yeah. Who hasn't tried Play-Doh? Me. What? I have never you tried Play-Doh. Play no, not even once? No. Not that I know of. Well, you if I did. Not that you know. Yeah, if I did, I don't remember. My mom used to tell me she thought that I ate glue as a child, but I also don't remember eating glue either. But she swears that I ate glue. I think my mom was just crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, I can safely say that I never ate glue. I don't remember a time that I thought the glue was appealing. Doesn't look like food to me. Yeah. However, Play-Doh, you know, you you dress it up right. You, yeah. I mean, they had Play-Doh where you made it into food anyway, but you know, you know what's one thing that, speaking of eating weird things, I was in my, my freshman year of high school, I was in the yearbook, um, there's a photo of me, and it's, like, right next to my photo, there's, like, a question, it was, like, a bunch of pe they asked a bunch of people these random questions, and you didn't know what they were going to choose for the yearbook, and it said, like, Christina... And it said, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? And right, my answer was a leaf. <laughs> I'm in the freaking yearbook as the girl that ate a leaf. <laughs> so I might not have ate Play-Doh. I might not have eaten glue. But I was mowing down some leaves, apparently. <laughs> I, I feel proud about my Play-Doh. I'll take Play-Doh over a leaf, leaf statement. But I got to see this yearbook. I don't have, I don't even know where the yearbook is or if oh. I have it. I might have it. I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue where it is. If there's anyone that graduated from Wellington High School or has our <laughs> freshman, <laughs> our freshman year at Wellington High School with a picture of me saying that I ate a leaf, please send it to us. I'd love to see it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I'll you know what? I wonder if, I should ask Adam what high school he went to because I feel like we're from the same area. <laughs> Speaking of Adam... Hey. hey, what's up? Hi. What's up? Thanks I, for having me. Thanks for being here. I um, I'm having coughing attacks. So, just so you know, if you see me like convulsing in the background, it's just because I'm coughing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll have a nine one one on standby. <laughs> okay, yeah, just just FYI. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. Like right now, I get like too much wind flow into my throat, and it, it makes me want to cough. Yikes! <laughs> Adam, I have a question before we get started because we were just talking okay. about high school. 
What high school did you go to? Because I feel like we were grew up in the same area. I went to Oviedo. Oh, so, okay. No, we didn't. You were, you, you're, yeah. So I'm like more Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, you you I went, like, you went like to what? Welling, Welling, near Wellington. Yeah, I went to yeah, Wellington. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, and I yeah, was yeah, yeah. telling. We were talking about something. I was like, man, I really feel like I knew Adam like when I was even in high school, but maybe I did. I not know you in high school. I feel like I knew. I'm no, not, probably no? not. Okay, well, in my brain. I like to pretend that I knew you since high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been a, it's been a long time, but I don't think I, I don't think high school can't be. Where did I meet you for the first time? Do you remember? I don't remember. Was it I like- feel like it's got to be it's got to be EKFD. So at at, at oh. one of the tournaments or me uh, I feel like it's before that, but I, I feel, feel like, like that Okay. I really feel like it was so, before that too. Like I feel like I knew you before we kayak fished, but maybe I did. Maybe we, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. This is a lot of <laughs> energy spent on this, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Okay. Well, long time. It's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> long time. I, I do want to say you are hard to get a hold of. We have been, I feel like <laughs> it's been like a year. We've had you like on our calendar for tentative. Christina will just like, have <laughs> reminders to like reach out to you because I know you're just so busy with everything you got going on. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's been a long time in the works, but I'm ha- I'm happy to finally finally be here. I'm I I never kind of know where I am gonna be the next day, so it's it's hard. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I could but, imagine. Uh, I no. Thank you for bringing that up, Mariah. Like, thank you for being here tonight, Adam. We know that you have like zero time to offer the world, um, <laughs> unless it's from your kayak seat. But, um, yeah, I was stoked when you were like, yeah, I could be there. I was like, whoa, this is really happening. Like, the real Adam Fisk is going to be, like, on dry land. And he's going to be able to do an episode. Yep, yep. It's, it's rare. But I'm actually here. I'm in Florida for, for, like, until March, until, like, mid-March. So it's, like, the longest time I've been back for a long time. Wow. Uh, so big, long break. But so it's nice. <laughs> Are you really taking a break though, or are you still running around doing crazy things? I, I'm kind of, I'm still running around uh, as much as I can, but uh, but it's definitely definitely quieter, definitely some 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 downtime for Great. sure. So your wife doesn't um, know what to do with you. She's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She probably wants to kick me out sometimes. Probably, but, uh... <laughs> probably. She's I'm like, sure. wow, it's been so nice without you here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And then I'm leaving. I'm leaving. They're doing. I'm gonna go fish the the EKFT, the Sailfish Smackdown. Sounds like it's gonna be freezing. But, Is that uh, this weekend? It's yeah. So it was Saturday, but it's like crazy winds on Saturday. So they moved it to Sunday, which looks a lot nicer. Um, but it's gonna be cold. It's yeah. like the coldest day of the year, I think. So yeah, it's gonna be like uh, 30 degrees. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm. I think snow. I'm gonna show up in my dry suit that I. That I, had I was in gonna say. I was going to say, you could wear, I was saying, just going to say that. I was like, you got to wear your little get-up suit that you wore into, to Alaska. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to look like the Michelin man up there when yeah, I you, show up. But it's going to be nice. I'm going to be the warmest one there. You so. will be the warmest person there. Holy moly. It is would not be an extreme kayak tournament without extreme scenarios. Like, yeah, why yeah. has it got to be this way? Why couldn't it just be, like, last weekend or something? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Where it was like, who, who knows? 
cold. It, it was so nice. Like for, I remember for like the first like four <laughs> years, he had the best weather. Like nothing ever was wrong. And it was like super, super flat and everything went right. And then all of a sudden, like, like it, it, it all happened, I think, in the Bahamas when we had like that crazy, like the 10 foot waves in the Bahamas. That was horrible. But, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure like everybody was sick that time. I feel <laughs> like we were like all just getting seasick or something. It was like horrible. <laughs> See, it was is... such a fun thing to do, but it was, it was gnarly weather. Yeah, this is how he wrangled everyone in. They're like beautiful, extreme kayak fishing. And we're all like, oh, this looks so cool. Sail fishing. And then, bam, he hooks everybody. And then it's just like, shit weather, shit weather, shit weather. (laughs) But everybody keeps coming back. Everybody keeps coming back. Well, because it creates these like horror stories. And everyone's like, I want to be a part of the horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have a video of me on my GoPro camera a few years ago at one of at the the probably the last extreme tournament I did fish and it was the sailfish smackdown and it was when I got gaffed in the hand I have like a video of me being like stuck I couldn't it was like the year I feel like every well I don't know what it's been like the last few years so I'm sure this is normal people flipping and all of this stuff but it was like I do remember the weather was turned so shitty I couldn't see, and all I could think of was, like, I'm going to get killed by some center console that's trying to go in the inlet. And I was just stuck. I had to just stay (laughs) in my one heading and just stay alive. And I have this video of me, like, surfing in to the beach, like, after four hours of just in survival mode. And my mom saw the video. She's like, I don't want to watch this. She's like, you literally look terrified. I'm like, Mom, I thought that I was going to die. Like, I think that that was the day. (laughs) I was like, this is it. Like, this is what people are going to say about me at my funeral. She died doing what she loved to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a great place to be with with a gap in your hand. I remember that happening. Yeah. Well, I got gaffed when I got back to the beach. I was, like, trying to help this guy in he was like so proud of it too he was so proud (laughs) i know he sits around and tells his buddies i'm the reason christina got gaffed in the hand he was so proud of himself (laughs) (laughs) if you're listening guy (laughs) was it one of the straight like the cage gaffs or was it like it was like just a hook gaff that's why that's why i got i think that's actually probably why i got gaffed because i grabbed his kayak and slid my hand this like slid it down the kayak to like help brace him or do something to help him. I was helping him try to get safely to shore. And I was like, just stuck myself <laughs> in the hand. I was like, ow, this really Eesh. sucks. Um, Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but I have these like bragging rights where now I could be like, <laughs> I've been gaffed before. <laughs> oh man. It, you... it's, it scared me a few times. Cause you know how we, we land people at Los Buzos. Like they, <laughs> We'll stand in the surf for like swim out if it's rough, and we have them come to us. And then we grab the front of the kayak, and then we, we put them back onto the beach. But a lot of times, people come in too hot, or they'll be surfing a wave, and then you know, that spear gaff is like looking at me right in the eyes when I go to grab the, the bow of the kayak. And it's, it's almost got me so many times, but thank, thankfully, thankfully, it hasn't got me yet. <laughs> You're brave. That would be some like my anxiety on when in that moment, like. Do you get, do you have like get anxious when you're doing stuff like that? Like getting back to the beach and helping people? Like, honestly, 
That is the worst part about kayak fishing in the entire world to me. Like, if I could just die at that point and then, like, go re- relive in a second, life would be so much easier. Like, Yeah, yeah. I, I will sometimes, like, when it's really rough. Like, we had, a, we had a couple weeks, like, last year where we had really big swell. We had... We had like a, what was it? I think it was like a 15 foot swell at 19 seconds, which is a huge wave. And, and it's like, it's the wave covers, like covers the entire beach. And sometimes it's breaking like in the, in the grass, like up on the, uh, like behind the lodge, you know, and we'll have to put the kayaks on the beach when it's like that. And it's, it's, that will get me worried, but thankfully we've, we've, Never had anybody hurt or anything like that. And we always have everybody jump out of the kayak and, and swim to shore and, and, and then do it. But, um, yeah, I get anxious doing that part. But when it's calm and, and uh, like, under under five-foot swell, it's, like, a breeze now. Yeah. And now we have now we have more people helping us. With, so, like, I'll do the hard part and get – or, like, the – I'll put the kayak in the – on the sand. But then I have – finally, there's somebody to grab it from the sand and bring it off the bring beach, which up. I hate it. I hate it. That's the worst part. <laughs> that is That is, like, a pretty horrible part. But – you have it really dialed in like when it's in the surf and it's like in this dangerous spot. I remember being, I feel like I, I don't know what for so many years in Florida, I just never could seem to get my kayak to the beach safely. And then I went to Los Buzos (laughs) and then you, you taught me or like you were doing something or whatever. We like collaboratively learned collectively learn together. Wow. Collaboratively. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, it's funny. Side note. I'm crazy right now. I feel crazy. <laughs> I couldn't say the word success today. Success. Now I said it, whatever. Anyway. Um, First try. Nice. I know. Crushed it. Um, <laughs> I remember being there and you, I'm pretty sure it was you, but you were like, you bring your kayak in backwards. And I was like, why have I never thought about that? Because kayaks, A, love to go backwards. Like, it's like their favorite thing in the world to do. And B, <laughs> you were telling, you, it just made so much sense to me. And the, I felt like the kayaks just, everything worked out easier. Like, you jump out, we turned the kayaks around, and then, like, came in. Is that how you're still doing it? That's how we did it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, because because there it's like there's that one breaker. You don't have a sandbar or anything like that. It's like a really deep drop off, and then it goes right up onto the beach. So whenever you have like a big wave, a lot of times that wave is just breaking on sand. So like you cannot surf it in. If there's any type of wave at all, you can't surf it in because as soon as the white water hits, it's sand, and you'll just go tumbling. Yeah. So what we noticed is like like I'll stand right where the drop off is, and I'll hold the back of the kayak with the bow pointed out. Because the bow can break any kind of breakers that are coming, like, way easier than the, than the back. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll hold the back with the bow pointed out. And then when that wave comes, I'll just kind of kind of shuttle it, shut it, shuttle it towards the beach, grab the bow, and then kind of just push it and swing it and pull it up the beach. And then that's that works every time. If you time it right, it works every time. Yeah, you crush like that. Like, honestly, I feel like that was game changing for me when we when we were there. Like, it made so much sense. I felt like I didn't have this like sense of urgency because usually you have this sense of urgency because things get crazy sideways and you have to like go and go and go. Uh And it was nice when we started doing that because you could just let the kayak sit where it needed to sit. Like, yes, you have urgency to get it over with, but if you miss it, it's not the end of the world. You know, you're at least least not going to flip your kayak over if you're trying, you know? So yeah, 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 yeah. 
You just you wait, you wait, and then you find the the sweet spot. Unless unless you wait too long and the tide's like coming in fast or something like that, then then you don't have to worry about that in Florida. But there, it's it's another yeah. story. You know? but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like I got I've been getting crazy. Oh, Mariah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted just to point out for our listeners, where where are you guys talking about? Just figured. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. 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 So, I know. I, so I this just is got sideways. I was going to tell him <laughs> to tell us, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. it's this, So this is Los Buzos, uh, a lodge in Panama that I've been um, guiding at for almost six years now. Uh, so place that we, they, we go, out, go out and catch rooster fish and cubera snappers and all that kind of stuff. We've probably caught, I don't know, close to 500 rooster fish by now, maybe over. And, uh, but I think I think we still hold the record for the most rooster fish caught in in a week. That one that one week when you when you were there, we caught them on poppers. Yeah. It was like every cat. We've never had that happen again. By the like, we've had it happen a few times, like with the rooster fish schooling around, but it hasn't lasted that long. Like I remember, we like left them biting. We caught fifty five rooster fish on poppers in two days, uh, and <laughs> I remember just it would, like you'd throw it, pop yes. it once, it would go. You'd hook one, it would jump, throw the hook. <laughs> popper would land in the water another one would hit it and it was like that as long as you wanted to do it it was crazy i love that that honestly like that place is so cool and catching big rooster fish is cool but honestly like hands down anytime i talk about rooster fish it's that day like that yeah. was dreams came true that day i was like this is all i've ever <laughs> wanted to do in my life was catch rooster fish on popper and it was just like one after another. <laughs> they were just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they it was were awesome. Bananas. Like it was really cool. It was really cool. And that was one of the that was what the first time I saw those snakes too. Um Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There was a bunch of them around that day, I feel like. Or or at least I was paying attention. Like I don't know. <laughs> In January they come through because they for whatever reason they they show up when the water gets colder. And then in, in the dry season you get cold water coming through and 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 especially if there's like rip currents or something, we notice a lot too now, like mm. Like if there's like a weed line, and there's cold water, there there's thousands of them. It's it's so thousands? crazy. Thousands. Thousands. Like it'll be they'll be like wrapped up in each other, and you'll see like fifty of them within like a couple of feet. It's it's unreal. So they these, I is it still true? Not still. Like it's changed or something. But these little snakes, they are deadly, right? Like that is accurate for yeah. Okay. Super deadly. Okay, so. I remember the first time I went, I'm going out to the middle of nowhere in this jungle and <laughs> no, we have no idea really like what to expect. And we're in, we're like an hour or two away and I get this information on the bus that's like, oh, by the way, there's a deadly snake that's out here. And I'm like, what? Like in the water. I'm thinking, yeah, land snake, whatever. I don't care about that. But no, they're like water <laughs> snake. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> But oh, yeah. it's, it's oh, like yeah. it's like the daddy long leg theory. Like if it could bite you, it will kill you, but it like can't bite you, right? Something it's, weird like that. So it, apparently, it's somewhat hard for for it to bite you. Yeah. And we just just recently realized that it's it's not as hard as we had thought. <laughs> Wait a <second>. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we 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 had a like a snake expert come, and he's like. I was I was like given the spiel like yeah we have the snake the snakes and they're deadly but they're it's hard for them to bite you like we we had been we had been told that like they they had to bite you like in the crease of your fingers or something like that and the guy's like 
oh yeah, that's not really, that's not true. They can, they can get you. But he's, he's like, cause we had thought the, the fangs were in the back of their mouth, like a, like kind of like a coral snake or like they have to chew on you or something like that. But they're like, yeah, this, this species actually, it's pretty close to the front and they can get you, but they're not aggressive at all. So like, you have to be really messing with them to, for them to bite you. Um, but they can if they if they try if they want Mariah's if you screw freaking. too much <laughs> yeah if you mess with them yeah i remember seeing them in the water and i remember looking down thinking holy shit holy shit holy shit and i just wanted to like pedal away from them yeah, and they were yeah. they were in the water going holy shit holy shit holy shit and they wanted to get away from me <laughs> yeah 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 uh, are you okay so <laughs> i i don't know i may need like a beer wow. um so Christina's fear is feathers, but me, it's a no-go with snakes, spiders. Like, that's my thing. Like, I just, I will run away, hit a pole, like, jump off a cliff. Doesn't matter <laughs> what's going on. So the thought of being in salt water and having to worry about snakes. Yeah. It's terrifying to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, they're, they're not really like the, I mean, I feel like land snakes are scarier. Yeah. Even though, I mean, you don't really see them near as often as you do, but as you do in the water, because you will see a lot of them in the water if you're, if you're looking for them, but yeah. they've never messed with us at all. I remember one time I was, I was just like really hot and I'd put my hand in the water and I was just, you know, just trying to cool off and pedaling and having water go over my hand. And I had my eyes closed and like looking up and then I felt something go around my hand and I just, I just looked over what? and it was one of those snakes. <laughs> like, oh God, what? it's scary. It scared the hell out of me, but. But uh, it didn't try to bite me or, or anything. And it might, may have not had enough time to try to bite me. Uh, but, yeah. Did you poop your pants? <laughs> very close. Very close. <laughs> very yes, close. To me. <laughs> but we all had, we all had, I can yeah. hear is, yeah, I petted a rattlesnake today. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah. My, my buddy Dakota, who's, who's guiding down, down there right now, uh, he, had, he had caught he caught one. I think they, they snagged it with a popper or something like that. And so he got the hook out of it and he was like holding it behind its head and it's wrapping around his arms and stuff. And he's like, they were driving the boat and he's got a video of it, just like a snake around his arm and they're going around I'm like, no, 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 no. I will never do that. No. Y'all are like, Made wow. For... Scary. That's scary. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, your story just remind, reminded me of that time speaking of when you were saying you're hot and you're putting your hand in the water. I feel like we had a day, one of the, Last one of the times I was there with you, we had a day that we were like fishing was really slow. And I feel like we all like met up at one point and it was hot. And like we all jumped. Some of us jumped in the water to swim around, I think is what it uh -huh. was. We were just like floating around and you got back or was it Robert? Somebody got back and looked at their GoPro footage and saw sharks swimming below us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that when we jumped in the water because there was a whale and we were gonna we were trying to see the whale? Maybe. That might have been. I don't remember me personally wanting to see the whale because the whales scared me. I think I was more scared of whales than I was the sharks. So I don't I remember myself it, it, wanting to jump in with the whale, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I do remember there was this one time, and it was a long time ago, so it may have been that week. And, uh... We we jumped in the water because there was a there was a big humpback just swimming under under the panga, but it was it was uh sort of sort of deep so we couldn't see it from the surface. So I remember I jumped in and so, there was one or two other people with me, 
And we didn't have masks or yeah. fins or anything. So, we, but I had a camera. So I jumped in the water and I was just pointed the camera in the general direction of where I thought it was. And you could you could see like a dark shape go go under. Like if we had masks, we would have had a clear, clear like you would see it clearly. But uh, I just pointed the camera at it, and then we got back in the boat, and I looked at the camera, and there's a giant shark just right under us. <laughs> we, we had no idea it was there. Yeah, I don't know if I was part of that or not, but I feel like I was there. And I feel like you said something to me when we were back on land. You're like, uh, there's a shark in the water with us. I was like, what? Crack it, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because I yeah, thought yeah, yeah. I was under the impression when I first started going there that there weren't a lot of sharks around. Like everybody kept telling us like all the locals just dive in the water and do their thing. And I remember thinking like, y'all, there's no sharks around. Like, I swear <laughs> yeah. I thought. Yeah. That was part it, of it. It's the... crazy. Like, like usually we don't have to deal with sharks very often, especially big ones. Like, like I could tell you, I, I've I've seen maybe maybe five hammerheads by now. Where in Florida, you'll see five a day. Yeah. yeah and yeah. uh, but like, you'll see some black tips every uh, occasionally. We hook some, but but it's very rare that we catch like a big one. We've caught like maybe two, eight plus bulls, um, but I've never seen a tiger shark there. Every, like most of the sharks, 90% of the sharks we catch are like two feet long. Um, but they, they are, they are there. We had a Kubera get eaten by something very large and had like one bite and it was like a 40 pound Kubera and it was just one bite and cut in half. No freaking way, dude. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a while ago. That was a couple of years ago. That's like a and it's, a, it's, fish. it's like That's... the only time it's ever happened to that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to. So it happens, but it's rare. Whoa, you, I feel like you have to be like pretty gnarly to just chomp a Kubera in half. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> what? I would yeah. not be like, that what was if big it was one, a, whatever it was. Is it possible that a bigger Kubera would have eaten that Kubera? Like, I don't even know. I feel like that's even stupid to say. Like, do they even get that big? <laughs> they could. Like, like, well, it's we've had snapper get eaten by, by Kuberas all the time, or like, like you'll catch like a 15 pound snapper and it'll have fang marks in it from yeah. a big Kubera or something like that. But that was like a 40, 50 pound Kubera just in half. Like clearly probably a big tiger. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's talk about something freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. This is not good for, for no, business. Probably. No, it is. People <laughs> it love is, this shit. <laughs> um, all right. I want to talk about some, so let's get, get us on track. I was so excited to see you. Um, all right. I want to talk about a few things like a, um, you are you okay let me get this straight are you guiding in other locations i feel like you're doing so many things are you guiding in other locations other than panama the country panama yeah so okay. I, we just i'm just started uh, me and do uh, you know De dennis uh so cash and, and rob uh so they um we, we brought dennis to help guide what was it maybe two years ago los buzos he was with us for a few months and uh, he's he's a really good photographer and he's a good fisherman. And uh, I, w I, I was contacted by a by a guy that manages one of the lodges in, in Alaska. It's called Steamboat Bay, and he wanted to see if it would be a good idea to to bring kayaks to the lodge and, and start like a kayak fishing thing, um, which they're already really busy with standard boat fishing and stuff like that. Um, but he wanted to see if it was a good idea to bring kayaks. So he, he contacted me, and then I got I got my buddy Dennis, and then he brought his buddy Rob 
And we went up there for 10 days and they wanted to experiment and see if we could catch anything, anything reasonable and uh, wanted to see, especially if we could get a big halibut. And so we're like, yeah, yeah, like we're all over it. And uh, so we, we went up there and just it, it was insane. Like the, the fishing there, the first day we went out, we just we were just jigging, like doing slow pitch jigging, stuff like that. And we, we caught fish. We were catching fish like every single drop. It was crazy. We probably caught the first day. Well, I don't know. I would say for the whole trip, we caught over 50, 60 halibut. Um, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't even tell you how many lingcod and, and, <laughs> and stuff like that, right? So so the first day we crushed it with, with the jigging, and then we went out, and they, they do this thing called mooching for salmon. And uh, it's t- something that's totally new for us, right? But it's like you hook a dead salmon on and or sorry, a dead herring on, drop it to the bottom and reel it up. It's basically basically all it is. And it's like, it spins. Which oh my is, gosh, you like so want it to spin? <laughs> you want it to spin, which is the craziest thing. Like craziest I thought, <laughs> right, you don't want that in Florida, right? But it's like, if you got to have it spin over there. So you're like, like wow, all the things, kooks like are Like how you would crush. never do it in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like the better, the better it spins, the more fish you catch. And they, were, they, weren't, wrong. they weren't wrong. And uh, so like we do that the second day and then all of a sudden we're catching salmon and, and all kinds of other stuff. And then, uh, and then, so we were, we were experimenting at two lodges and they're very close to each other. They're maybe, I forgot exactly, but maybe 20 miles, 30 miles apart. And, uh, so you're fishing generally the same area, but we go to this other lodge and, uh, the first day that, that, that we're there, like we're fishing for maybe two hours. And then I put this like big piece of salmon down and catch a 156 pound halibut, <laughs> which is like way bigger than I thought that we would catch. It was my plan to catch a big halibut. And it was one of our goals to see if it, we could do it in a kayak, you know? And, uh, like the first day that we're at this lodge, we're two hours in and we catch this giant one. <laughs> um... we're like, yeah, I think this is a good idea. I think we're going to do this. So then, <laughs> so now we're, we're going to do, uh, in, in August, when I go back, we have two groups, probably, probably what's going to be two groups of four guys, um, all in, in kayaks, mothership and around to this, this spot that we were fishing. So I'll be, I'll be guiding that, um, along with one of their captains that's driving the boat. That's really badass. What did you like? I tell me about this, like catching halibut from a kayak. Was it harder than you thought it would be? Was it easier? Like I also, well, let me back up a second. One thing is how hard was it to get your bait to spin? I feel like that could honestly be like <laughs> challenged because you're, it's so ingrained in us to not do that like <laughs> right they have a special technique which like if you if you do it right it took me a few minutes because like it would the guy's like you don't want it to helicopter but you want it to spin i'm like i don't i don't really know if i know what that means yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah it's like you want a tight spin tight. rather than like 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 yeah, that yeah. i guess yeah um but yeah so they they just have a herring and it's like a bait like that big and they cut the head off and it's like straight and then you hook you have a it's like a stinger hook but two j's Okay. And you hook it like at a at a angle, the first angle, the first hook, in. So it's like, so it's not aerodynamic, right? I guess so. It's like kind of through the side and then the back hook near the tail. So then when you put it in the water, it just it spins. And then there's a weight in front of it, and it's, there's a technique where you let it all the way down to the bottom. You got to keep a 45 degree angle, and you can you can like troll or you can just bring it up and and down depending on what the current's doing. Um, but yeah, it's like as long as you don't hook it like straight in the middle 
uh, it'll, it'll spin. So, um, we, we got the hang of it pretty, pretty quick, but so that, that was catching everything. And, uh, like, it's clear why they use it. They, they caught salmon and halibut and bling cod and all that stuff. But like, it was working so well. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I want to drop big, something big down. Yeah. And, uh, so they would, they'd give us like a, a pink salmon, uh, head, just like a, like a bait. It's like that big. And, uh, just drop it, drop it down. And I brought a, I brought like a Saltiga 50, like this big, big reel that we, I would catch Kuberas on or something like that. And, uh, yeah, we just put it down to the bottom. We were fishing their fit, their halibut live like everywhere. We were fishing between like 50 feet and like 350 feet. And they were, they're all over the place. But I think this spot was in like 90. I feel like it was really close up to this, like really steep mountain, like the most beautiful scenery I've ever fished like it's super super cool place and uh like i'm just sitting there with the with the bait on the bottom and there's this there's a sea lion like 20 feet 20 feet away from me just jumping i'm like this is super cool (laughs) and then all of a sudden it's like a it was like a fast hit and uh as soon as i hooked up to it i knew i knew it was something i knew it was a huge one and uh but yeah it it actually ran like i I figured it was just kind of gonna stick to the bottom like a stingray or something like that but but it, it hit it ran and uh i it, it was, it took a while to get it up, like, like halfway. It was just like, kind of like reeling up a, like a door, I guess. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, like I got it to the surface and it took a run on the surface and it was oh, pulling me around. Sick. It would die back down to the bottom and it took a little while to get it up. Um, but the hardest thing was like getting it onto the kayak. It, like its head was so long. Like, you know, when you catch a big fish, you want to grab the gill plate and like you stick your hand down and grab the gill plate and bring it up. Mm-hmm. Like it was so it's gill play was so far away. Like I had to lean, lean down and almost flip the kayak just to grab it. It was the hardest part. But once I got the grab it, got it up and, and, uh, got some pictures and stuff. And it was, it was killer. But then like, so after that, we didn't just catch one big one. We caught Dennis caught a nine. No, I caught a, I caught like a 90 pounder after that. And then Dennis caught a 65 and then our, uh, Rob caught like a, one one pretty close like like 40 50 something like that so it, there's a lot of big ones there and so like to answer your question it we caught way more than i expected <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't and it, it wasn't hard really like because there's so many of them you put a bait down there and it was like either you're going to catch a big lingcod or you're going to catch a big big halibut depending on what you're doing but uh yeah like it was, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fish up there and it's, it makes sense because there's, their season is super short. Mm. So there's, there's a good amount of boats that are fishing that, that area, but it's only like June, July, August. And, uh, so three months out of the year. So they have plenty of, plenty of time to, to, um, to make more, more fish and more fish to run through, you know? That's cool. That's a good point. Yeah. That's so sick. I feel like it says a lot for someone like you who's, done a lot to feel not well not feel but like just I don't know talk about a fishery like that where you're like it's just so cool like you've done a lot of cool shit so it's not surprising that it would be cool but I mean I hear all this cool stuff about Alaska but I just I was gonna ask you like in like is there would you compare it to anything is there anything to compare it to like I've never I I mean I would I would kind of compare it to, to Panama. Like it, it yeah. it's like this, the terrain is so similar. Like it's really rocky. I, I didn't I mean, like, I didn't know what to expect. Like I had, I was, I was yeah. very, 
new to the area you know i had no idea what to expect and i show up there and i was like this really reminds me of panama it's like these rocky outcrops coming in there's white water bashed up against the against the rocks and and you know there's no one on the on we're fishing like super remote areas you don't see really anybody else and uh and but but it's just cooler and it's it's a lot warmer actually than i thought like we found ourselves a few times just fishing in t-shirts and and uh like it was a lot of times I would say maybe like low eighties some of the, some of the days, especially when the sun was out. Dang. So like we we were a lot warmer than we expected to be, and uh, so that was really nice. But then you never get like like the heat exhaustion that you'll get like in in Panama. You know, it's like you'll you'll be out there all day in the sun. It's like ah, like yeah. And, and then and then another another cool thing is like their days are so long. So like we'd be out there fishing like way longer than we normally would have would yeah. and like i just put a i just put an ep- uh, episode out yesterday and it's like i was editing this thing i'm like man we were out there a freaking <laughs> long time because we we uh we changed locations too like three times and you know like when we, we when we go in panama it's like we'll either either fish out back or we'll mothership to a spot and you don't really have time to do anything else but like here you have these super super long days like the sun the sun goes down at like 11 and it comes up at like 3 a.m or something like that and like we'd be on the boat at six i think and we'd we'd come back i forgot exactly what time we'll come back but we're out there a long time (laughs) and uh so we have time to fish all these different spots and hit the hit the best tides and stuff so you it's it's a lot of time fishing and a lot of a lot of time catching fish because there's a lot of them over there that's badass that's like so dangerous for a fisherman like Cause I feel like that's what forces us off the water is like the sunlight where you're like, well, I guess we have yeah. to get off the water. But not <laughs> yeah, when the, yeah. That one, it doesn't go down. You just out there all day. Yeah, exactly. It was crazy. <laughs> and like you get the, the coolest pictures cause it's like an endless, uh, sunset. Like Ooh. golden hour lasts for like four hours. Oh, that's so, cool. Which is really cool. That is yeah. cool. What is the like, Compared to like um, maybe well whatever you want to compare it to Florida Panama I only say that because those are my experiences but um, what would you compare like the water to like is there a swell is it rough is it calm like what is that like so they can they can get a big swell and it's it depends on where you're fishing I guess because we hit a bunch of different spots and the the cool part about that place is there's so much area to fish and so much like wherever you go you can find a protected cove there's like a million little islands there's a million little coves and they have like i looked at their fish finder and there's like thousands and thousands of spots where they fish and so like no matter what you're going to be able to get into a spot if you have like a 20 or 30 mile an hour wind you're going to be able to get into a cove where it's dead or if you have a big swell you're going to be able to find a spot where there's no swell and uh they do have a big tide change it's similar to panama it's like 20 foot difference something like that um but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't affect you really because you you're in these really nice boats too. You you have uh, their the boats they use are they're North River boats. They're like fully aluminum, um, like totally enclosed. Like Close, you can go yeah. inside the cabin and it's like yeah. and, and so. But you you could tell why they need it too because there was a couple parts where they needed to they needed to punch through like a channel that was like really gnarly. Mm-hmm. So like I remember there was this one one time it was the same day we caught the halibut I think. And uh, we had to go to that spot because it was a really protected spot because there was a big, there was a strong wind. And we got there and it was dead flat and super, super calm. And we're, you could, there was a little bit of wind, but it wasn't that bad. But then when we got like, I don't know, 
a mile or half or a mile or two away from the spot when we were going home he had to cut through this part this part where there was like ripping current and like really big waves and he was just <laughs> punching through the waves and you could barely feel it in these boats it was crazy but it was like it, it, it would have been scary if you didn't have if you had a panga or something you would not go through this area that would definitely not but <laughs> and that's why there's was, no pangas up there <laughs> yeah 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 um but it was it was really cool and and uh I don't know. But yeah, it can get really gnarly. It can that's, get really gnarly, but there's always a place where you can get to that's calm. That's good to know. That's really badass. I've seen those videos of watching those boats just like power through um, just rough water. Like it looks super yeah. cool and they just look so cozy inside, you know? Yeah. They're, like, so those seats, have they're, they're like hydraulics on the yeah. seats and, and air air suspension and yeah. stuff. It's They're cool. This is cool. This is really awesome. Like is kayak fishing like popular up there or is this like completely almost like foreign like were you guys I feel like as a kayak fisherman like you're constantly always being pointed at or like it's always weird like I don't know why everyone yeah, thinks yeah. kayak fishing just like this bizarre thing but um <laughs> so I think it's I think it's a relatively new thing especially like with the pedal drive kayaks and stuff like I had I had heard that there's another operation doing some kind of kayak trips up there but I couldn't find any information on it so I think I, I know people Ooh. do it and there's there's some people that live up there, you know, that have have kayaks and they go out and, and fish and stuff. But I don't know of any like official operation that'll load your kayaks and go mothership to these crazy spots and, and uh, anything like that. So I not that I know of. So I think it's I think it's definitely uh, kind of a new thing in that regard. This would be your program to do something that's not really been is like being done, you know, it's not, yeah, yeah. it's being, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's something I want to ask you about, like, how does one become an Adam Fisk and you are constantly like just spearheading all of these really badass things. Like you're the guy that a lodge is going to call when they're like, we want to do, we want to do kayak fishing. Like, how do we know if a, this is doable, feasible, makes sense. Like, can these guys catch the fish on the kayak? What does that look like? Because as you know, like catching a fish from a boat is not the same as it is from a kayak. Yes, there are similarities, but like having you come in as an expert in this field to say like, this is doable, but we need to make this adjustment because this is how kayak fishing works. Or this is how this, this type of person that you're going to get. Now it's going to change a little bit. You know, it needs to be more extreme, more I don't think we'd ever say less extreme, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, yeah, I guess I guess it's just because I've, I've had so many years, like, at Los Buzos and seen basically anything that could possibly go wrong and, like, any kind of, like, crazy, like, you know, we get the big swells and we get, uh, we're kind of out in the middle of nowhere, a really rugged, rugged area. And, you like, <clears throat> I guess, I guess with so many years doing that, I don't. I would have probably more experience than most people, I guess, knowing what could happen, what, what would need to happen for, for a lot to have this kind of, this, I mean, success yeah. doing, doing that kind of thing. And, uh, I, I, I guess it all comes down to, to that. And just been in a kayak fishing for, I guess, I think it's like 16 years or something now and, and doing the, the deep blue thing in Florida beforehand and just, you know, living in Florida, like, you know, you have, there's such a variety that you can go after and you mm -hmm. like being a, a good fisherman, versatile fisherman in Florida, you know how to target anything. You could go, you know, anywhere in the, in anywhere in the world and 
do well. Like you just have to know what kind of fish is there. And like, if you, if you've had any kind of experience in Florida, you would, you would know what to do. And, and, uh, I think, I think that helps a lot. Yeah. Like if you, if I was the, from Iowa or something, all I know is like rainbow trout and bass and stuff like that. Like I wouldn't know what to do when I, when I get to a different location, but in Florida you have, you know how to target bass, you know how to target, you know, I don't know, gar. There's a thousand different, more than a thousand different species to go after and you know how to catch them all. You can go anywhere and catch anything, you know? So I think that really helps just growing up and having so many years fishing in Florida. Yeah. Just being like a hell of a fisherman. Yeah. You are a very fishy person, which is (laughs) really fun to watch. Like if you, I'm so fortunate that I've got to like fish with you and like, and not be, and you just be you and me just be me. You know, it's not like this, anything is happening. It's just like going fishing as friends. It's fun to watch you where I'm like trying really hard to do something. And then you somehow are just like effortlessly accomplishing this goal. It's like, it's like just a really <laughs> odd thing to watch where you're like, damn, like I want to be more like Adam. Like I want to just be able to just do this thing like I have a goal and I just accomplish it it's like it's just really weird I don't know you just do it and you just like <laughs> and you're like laugh like that that's like you you do this while you have like a black marlin on or some shit you're just like, I'm like yeah, that was that was funny <laughs> <laughs> that dancing was a... <laughs> and, and, and yeah yeah when on the marlin that was that was yeah. super fun I want to get that, into that, that. made for a great video yeah dude sick so sick like so sick. I, I want, I want to get into it and not, not at this very second, but I want to, I do want to get into that. Um, I wanted to say something about like your experience with Florida and just being versatile, which is so crazy. That is something I have learned. If there is, there's a few things I've learned from living out of the country this last year. One of them is that if you are from Florida as a fisherman, you are a hell of a fisherman, a hell of a fisherman. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think I've taken it for granted my whole life. I don't think I knew, yeah. I don't think I knew yeah, yeah. what you, what you know, like you just, you, that makes a huge difference. Like doing this podcast, I've learned a lot from people saying stuff like that. Like Florida's so different, Florida, this, you know, this in Florida, blah, blah, blah. But then I went and lived in Costa Rica and all these guys are like, Oh man, it's going to be so rough tomorrow. It's going to be like oh, two foot. And they're all up in arms, panicking. And I'm like, two foot, two foot what? Like two, what are we? <laughs> that sounds pretty like? nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are we? I'm like, I'm confused. I obviously have no idea what you guys are talking about. Oh, the seas, it's going to be so rough. I'm like, whoa, y'all are having a tough time with that. I'm like, don't go to Florida. Do not go to Florida because you will not survive. <laughs> Florida tries to kill you. <laughs> yep. Um, I just think it's. Yeah, you're just very experienced, and it's just cool. I kind of forget how much experience you have. Like, when you say 16 years of kayak fishing, it's like, that is a ton (laughs) of experience. Holy shit, (laughs) balls. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And you love it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And it was the first kayak we got was was a Hobie. And uh, so, which we started off the right way. Got it for Christmas a long time ago. I started like you did. Just do it the right way the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember like going to school with a, a couple of my buddies, and and like they'd show up with a like a pelican that's like like got holes, holes in, in it, it. no <laughs> rod holders or anything. Yeah. You know, they got like they had to bail themselves out after you know, twenty minutes or whatever, but still catching huge fish. And and uh, I remember one of my one of my buddies caught a sailfish out of the out of the pelican. It was you know, like one of those eight foot sit inside pelican kayaks. I'm like, 
this is awesome. <laughs> and it's like kind of like some of my favorite stories ever are like from the the old days before we had any fish finders and like we'd have two rods out there and like one to catch bait and one to put the bait out and uh no n- like no electronics and before we before we did it right but we we still caught so many fish and it, it was like that's that's really what I liked about it I think it's just like the simplicity of it like when we were in college we would just go like go to class or like before class we just take the kayak to the beach launch it go out for a couple hours and catch like a 25 pound tuna or you catch a mahi out there and go back to shore and keep the kayak on the roof in the parking lot go to class and then like we used to do that so often and it was just so easy so simple you don't have to go to the boat ramp or wash off anything it's like yeah that was my favorite part about it i think yeah the less is more yeah 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 yeah. And, and now it's now it's all complicated and stuff, but I still love it, too. Like, my, my kayak's decked out pretty hard, too. <laughs> it's, you know, it helps. <laughs> yeah, you want all the bells and whistles, right? Especially when you're, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. guy in charge and everyone's like, uh, what am I doing? You're like, well, <laughs> it's my job to yeah. make sure we all find and it fish gets, today. Like it's, it's <laughs> exactly. And they help so much, but then it's so much extra stuff you got to deal with. Like, you know, when you have electronics in the in the in the kayak, you know, the salt water, it's yeah. There's always there's always issues, always issues, but but it helps and it's it's make us worth it for sure, I think. Yeah, it definitely is helpful. I remember like upgrading myself where I was like, Wow, now I can actually like find a spot that I wanted to fish instead of just doing circles for twenty five minutes and like hoping yeah, yeah, yeah. where I need to be. <laughs> or just like yeah, it's just that those few feet make a huge difference, especially if you're trying to sure. find bait. I feel like even that alone, I was like, well, I have to have bait, so now I can at least find sure. bait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it makes a huge difference in, in Panama, too, where some of these spots are really small, yeah. but, like, they make a huge difference. Like, there'll be a like a, a big rock that comes up to 35 feet, but if you're, like, maybe 50 yards away from it, you're in 180 feet and you're in the middle of nowhere. Um, so like it makes a big difference and you don't have to spend your time looking for the spot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can be like Pio and like triangulate with the mountains and figure out where you're at within <laughs> a 10 foot. Be like who? So within 10 foot yourself. The, uh, the captains. Well, the, oh. like all of them actually, all, all the Panamanian, ca- Panamanian oh. captains, like they'll, yeah. they'll drive 15 miles away and, and know where a spot is. That's like no more than 20 feet long <laughs> and they will be five miles offshore. Yeah, like, I don't know how they do that. What they do is crazy. I don't know how they do that. It is They've explained crazy. it to me. But it's, it's, They've ex- so they do have explained it to you. They do, like, triangulate themselves. Yeah, yeah. They'll be like, okay, you see where that – when that mountain gets into the gap of that mountain and then you see this tree is, like, in the – like, the cut of this valley or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying, but I can't do it. <laughs> I bet you could. I bet you could. I bet you've done it and you haven't even realized you've done it. You probably did it when you were in college without all this gear. When you're like, you see those two towers and this one building and when I do that, you know. We, we did have a couple places we could do like that, but it's like a little closer to shore and like you you have a building so you could tell when you square up the building. Like when you sometimes when you're offshore and you want to see like you'll get you'll get uh disoriented, right? Like yeah. sometimes you'll be you'll be looking at a at a building and think Hey, I might be north of it, but you're actually like significantly south of it. Yeah. But like we kind of we kind of figured out how to navigate with the buildings. But it's like when you have just mountains everywhere and trees. Just tr- yeah. And you're way further offshore. It's like it's another another ball game. I it think. Is. <laughs> but, yeah, those. Small, but they can do it. 
those small little things, like you said, make a difference. Like where you're like, you think you're south of it, but you're north of it or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Last> <laughs> so it can be hard. It... <laughs> she's, she's over there like cheese and hard. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is exciting stuff. For real. <laughs> triangulating. We're the, the furthest triangulating Mariah and I go is like the 20 feet away of the power lines when we're setting crab traps. <laughs> yeah. Look, you have to be precise. Yes, yeah, okay. I bet. I bet. Oh yeah, we take it. Yeah, I, yeah I'll cut you. Y'all been slaying the crabs. You. I saw that. Well, yeah, this year's been a little slow, but it's yeah. all right. Sorry, right. we're still fishing. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Sorry, I cut everyone off. I'm crazy today. <laughs> um, all good. Um, well. I guess you know what we'll do. I don't know where we were going, but what I I don't want to leave this conversation without talking about your Black Marlin experience. Um, few things. Is that the coolest thing you've ever done? <laughs> uh, probably. Yeah, probably. It, it was fun. It was quite. It was quite an experience. The whole thing, you know, like just yeah it has to be it was a crazy day because <laughs> it's crazy because it was like it was the best possible time for that to happen right like so we had just done we had just gotten done with like two groups in a row like two big full groups of of anglers and then it was me robert and and uh Derek that were out there and it was like our one day to fish for fun mm-hmm. and Thankfully, Robert was there because he has his cameras and everything. And uh, so we all go out there and it, I hooked up. I, me- I remember I was trying to, I, w- I was catching bait or like we had gotten out to a spot and I caught a blue runner like right away. And I'm like, oh, there's bait here. Like I'm going to try to catch some for Robert. I'm going to try to catch one for Derek. And I tried a couple more times. I'm like, eh, I'm just going to go fishing. <laughs> and then I, they laughed or whatever. I couldn't find, I couldn't catch any more baits. I'm like, all right, screw it. I'm going out. And I, I went to the spot where, where I, I had caught. All right, where I yeah I had caught the other one like the exact same spot, and I was sitting there bait out, and I, I took my phone out and I was like answering emails, booking uh like answering Los Buzos email stuff, and then uh just sitting there like looking at my phone and I hear <laughs> turn around, throw my phone down, and I, I hook up, and like it was a screaming 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 run super fast, and uh I hook up and then it immediately starts jumping at me, and I had a. Uh, I had I had swiveled my my GoPro boom like in front of my legs to look at it but then like I had to move out of the way because it was jumping straight at me so I'm like kicking as fast as I can my boom is like this like bouncing <laughs> off of my knees it's a mirror the, the stabilization in the GoPros is ridiculous I thought for sure it would be ruined but it's like you can't even tell you can't even tell that that's what's happening but you know the scene where it's like jumping straight towards the kayak and you see you hear Marlon on Marlon on yeah like, my oh, knees that's are, what like, it's happening yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, but luckily it goes down and it went under the kayak and it started jumping away from me. And, and so, and then I turned around and it just started pulling me straight offshore. And then, uh, and then we have like me trying to get a hold of the other guys, but they were kind of far away and just out of radio contact. Of and course. then I brought out my phone and I was texting the guys back, back on shore to get the, the boat to send out. But then, and then they send the boat out with not quite enough gas. So then we like, <laughs> so, so it makes for a great story. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> send the boat out but, uh, 
gas. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it had enough gas, but we didn't realize we were going to get pulled out 12 miles. And then it didn't have, like, it had enough gas for, like, the typical day where we're just fishing vodka or whatever, right? But, yeah, not enough gas to go go 12 12 miles and putt and follow me around, you know. So, But they, they, uh, like, towards the end, it was, like, a, I think about five-hour fight. And it got really gnarly. Like, the waves... The waves were pretty big. We're breaking through some 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 white water, and uh, super super white cappy, and the sun was kind of going down. And we're like, we really need to get this thing in, and and uh, and we got it in, and then we loaded up the kayak in the boat and started going back. But yeah, we we didn't have enough gas to get back to shore. So luckily, they sent another boat out and, and found us like right when the sun was going down. And uh, <laughs> it's funny, like it's such it was such a cool sight. Like we had we had uh, radioed Adriano and. And uh, we were trying to we were trying to find them, and we were triangle or we were, we were trying to we were trying to relay to the to the lodge because the lodge has like a really long or a, like a stronger radio, right? But we had the handhelds, and we couldn't we couldn't talk to the other boat, but we could talk to the lodge, and the lodge could talk to the other boat. So we were like relaying, and then uh, like the sun's going down. I think it had actually gone down, and then all of a sudden you see like Adriano break through the backside of this wave. We're like, oh my god, there he is! <laughs> it was awesome. I love this picture you painted. Um, <laughs> what a day. Like, what a day, of course. And honestly, at that point, you guys are living on such a high. You're like, I don't even care. We could just die out here and life is complete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So was your mission, like, that day was, like, when you got when you got the go-ahead, you're like, okay, we can go fun fishing. Like, I want to do this. Was that the goal? Yeah, and, and that, was, that was, like, always, always my goal. Like, I, yeah. uh, you know, I always try to catch – I always tell people like I'm going after big stuff or like weird stuff because I don't want to catch the same fish over and over again or like what we what we do at Los Buzos we're we're catching rooster fish and cubaras and stuff every day which is freaking awesome but like I want to try to explore and see if I can find new species or just like you know try to try to catch a, a marlin and yeah. uh, I remember like the the marlin that I caught beforehand or before that one I remember telling uh tell uh, telling the uh, Jesse at, at, at the, at the lodge, I was like, be on the radio. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to catch a Marlin today. today. And I was kind of kidding, but I had rigged up and I was like ready for a Marlin and stuff. And I hook up and I call the lodge and nobody's there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of, oh course. My gosh. <laughs> of course, but playing you... that one too. So it's, it's all good. Yeah. I, yeah. So how many have you caught? So landed two, hooked landed two. three. Okay. Hooked I hooked, three. I remember, I think it was, I hooked the first one right after y'all left. Cause I remember like the one of the first trips we ever did, I think oh, you were there and, and Robert was there, and then I decided to stay another week to to like try to find some new spots and stuff. And so I was I was there fishing with Eric, and uh, mm-hmm. and it like I think it was the day or maybe the second day after y'all left, and Eric decided not to go out, so I was the only one out there. I remember. And of that. course, I catch Luca Marlin. So. And, uh, like you say this like so nonchalant on some level. Like uh, I just you know I just I I watch watch the radio. I'm gonna go catch myself Marlin today. Like <laughs> it was kind of it was totally like like a joke, but I kind of had a feeling a feeling right, mm-hmm. and I had rigged up, and I would, like I don't know, but, but it's just the way, the way it works. I, I feel like you do this. <laughs> I feel like even when we started going to Los Buzos and like no one could land a Kubera but you. <laughs> like you were doing yeah, stuff I'm proud like of my that. First yeah, like <laughs> I feel like it was like you just is there like a trick to being you? 
Like, is there a trick to doing stuff like this? Like, I know that sounds so stupid because it's like, well, it's fishing. Like, I just, I practiced and I found the spot and I saw <laughs> one here. Like, I know, but I still feel like there's a, you got some sort of little trick. Like, how did you accidentally find this spot? Like, did, how did you even find this spot? Like, how it was you... totally <laughs> that spot. Well, the, so the first one, I hadn't even caught a big rooster fish yet. Which is the crazy thing. Like, I was super, like, excited thinking that I was hooked up to a rooster fish. <laughs> and, like, I was, I was, I remember I was in 70 feet of water and I, I had a little, like, I had my accurate uh, 500, like a pretty small, like, yeah, what you would catch pink fish or something, right? And I didn't have much line on it either. I had, like, 40 pound line and it was, like, straight mono. I don't think there was any braid on it. And uh, I remember it was a slow hit and I was sitting there. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to let him eat, make sure he's got it. And I, I set the drag and I start getting pulled around. And I'm like, oh, ooh, like this is a big fish. And I like back my drag down a little bit, like being super picky with it, whatever. And uh, and then all of a sudden it just it's like 20, it's like 15, 20 feet away from me. And I just see like it tried to jump, but it was like not going fast enough and so big that it like couldn't get its body out of the water. I'm like, oh, God, like I'm hooked up. <laughs> is this really happening? And then it started zipping like it fought way different than all my, than my other ones that i hooked it just like took off and just beelined it and i remember i had i had both thumbs like pinned on the spool <laughs> drag like maxed out and i'm pedaling as fast as i can so i'm going super fast and uh but then it ended up like almost spooling me i remember i could see my spool there was like 10 ramps of line left on the left on the spool and then uh it broke at the at the double line like right under the bimini um broke the line so thankfully it doesn't have a bunch of yards of line yeah. trailing around out there but it did break <laughs> off but it was fun but that's that's a big part of why i why i stayed like i remember right after that i was supposed to leave uh to go to like the fwc academy and i was like like they had already told me i was gonna go and uh i had already planned on it but then i'm like ooh, like i just hooked a marlin i need to catch that marlin <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah that's that sounds like you <laughs> but yeah here i am six years later and i'm still there yeah well and that's what i was gonna say like these are defining moments you know these are moments yeah. in our lives where we could have things could have gone a different way like we could have chose a different career or we would have lived a different location or blah 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 whatever the case might be and then you make these split second decisions and it changes your whole life forever for the, like for the yeah. better i mean you're doing yeah it's just, I, I feel like you break a lot of fishing myths. Like, I feel like you as a person as, and as a fisherman, like, I feel like people think, like, you go to Panama or you go to Alaska, you have to do these, you have to fish a certain way, or, like, you can only catch marlin by trolling these huge baits. And, like, obviously that's not true because yeah, we're not doing that in kayaks. There's no high-speed trolling and there's no none of this stuff like that. But, um... You know, I feel like that's myths that people have that, like, you break just by being you out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a big part of it because I remember always, like, like it, it all – I think it all started, like, when I would go back, like, back to shore with a bag full of fish. Like, when we're in fishing out of Boca Raton, like, me and – you know, Austin, yeah, yeah. Uh, Austin Collins. I used to fish with him every day. And we'd get back to the shore and at the boat ramp, and there would be a guy with, like, a $200,000 boat, and he's, like <laughs> – cussing and like something's wrong with his motor and he's like 
and we, we start like throwing these fish out of the bag and they're like staring at us like, I hate you guys. <laughs> like, I can't believe you guys caught that. And I'm over here with like dealing with this crap on my boat and like, I didn't catch anything today. And, mm-hmm. and it was like, yeah, like in a kayak, you can do a lot of, you can do a lot of cool stuff. You don't need like all this fancy equipment to, to do it. And it's great if you, if you can, and it's boat fishing is super fun and everything, but like, you don't need it. If you want to go out there and catch, do cool stuff and catch big fish and stuff, you don't, you don't, you just need a kayak. Yeah. Well, and something that like maybe isn't talked about enough is that it's hard freaking work. Like you're doing shit that is hard work. Like it's real labor intensive. Like I know to you, you are like, yeah, it's hard work, but like, and I know that you're so fluent in it and it's just like your third appendage is like you're you're (laughs) attached to a kayak. So it's like not even, it's just you walking like uphill both ways kind of thing like you just are doing it but (laughs) (laughs) um it's a lot of freaking work that a lot of people aren't willing to put in because I mean I get it like we've you've been doing it so long you probably forget the days where you had like you had to it was a struggle but I don't even feel like you've ever struggled at fishing what am I talking about (laughs) (laughs) no we we struggle a lot yeah yeah we I have so many days where I'm like, oh my god, why is there no fish biting? And, yeah, uh, yeah, I hate that. But but yeah, you always have you always have the good days too. So it's like you you always have something to look forward to and 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 everything like that. But um, yeah, we we definitely struggle. It's definitely some hard work. But I think that's that's another good part about it too, because like it's so physical. You're out there and and it's like a it's like a good workout and you're having a good time and you don't even notice that you're working out a lot of times, especially yeah. you know with the pedal kayaks and stuff. Like you're so, sometimes you'll you'd be out there pedaling like on an average like eight to 10 miles yeah um a day and you get a you get a good workout in you stay in shape and you're having fun <laughs> catching good fish and you know i think it's a i think it's a good lifestyle for sure buns of steel by adam fisk <laughs> <laughs> He's out here i can't believe i i, I, I always wonder how many miles we we i put on in the in the kayak it's i'd love to know that number but it'd be impossible to know yeah that would be impossible to know but i've always wondered that too like i've always wondered that when i stopped kayak fishing i was like wow, I guess I need to, like, work out now. Like, I've been, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, putting in exactly, all this like, time, yeah. and now I need to, like, <laughs> substitute it with something else. But, yeah, you don't <laughs> yeah. even realize you're putting in the work. Um, do you know how many people have caught, specifically, I, I feel like, black marlin, just because that's what you've done. But do you know how many people, like, in the world, essentially? Like, I know that we only know so much because – of social media. So we only have what social media is willing to show us, but do you know how many people have caught those? I don't know that. I don't know the number, but I know, I know it's, it's a pretty common catch. It mm-hmm. sounds like in like, in like a, a part of Australia yeah. and a part of uh, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. But I heard that those ones are kind of like on average around a hundred, 150 pounds. Yeah. Uh, I don't know of any other ones that are, that are as big. I, I know there, there's a guy in Hawaii that caught a blue that was like 250, something like that, maybe 280. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I, I have been told that mine two are the biggest ones, is, which I'm holding on to. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. How big was it? 500 or something? Or Yeah, they're estimated, yeah, both, estimated. Of them, both of them, 450 to 500. Uh, so it's hard to know because, you know, we didn't weigh them, but, right. but uh, we but, said that we sent pictures and to a bunch of like, like well-known Marlin fishermen and they all, they all pretty much agreed 500 pounds. What is like, what the fuck? <laughs> you say that so cool. Close? Like too, I know. this is how he like is 450, though. 
500 <laughs> only whatever i know yeah like i know inside he's like stoked as hell but it's like <laughs> i don't know it's but but we've we've hooked i think at los buzos we've hooked a total the kayakers have hooked a total of like nine i think because they just hooked another one like like a week or two ago um but for whatever reason they, they come off um i remember I, it's so I, I it might even I might even get more excited when when I when I see other people hooked up. I think I actually do because I remember I was in the help boat one time and a guy hooked up and it was the crazy it was the craziest thing because it jumped up and then there was like there was like three other kayakers around but it was like 500 yards away it was kind of far and I I remember I I yelled at Pio I'm like gun it and he he saw what happened the captain I'm talking about Pio and he just throws it straight into full speed, like from stop <laughs> and all the stuff is flying around the boat and I'm trying to get my, my camera and I'm like, I'm crawling up the front of the front of the boat and I'm like trying to hold it like my, my camera and we're going like 30 in this chop and we're just like trying to chase down this, this Marlin and it, it's only on for like 10 seconds and I have the smallest clip of it. Right. But like just the chaos and like when that happens and you know like what what's about to happen and, and it's just like the excitement is just crazy and i i'm dying for somebody else to catch one are you hooking them in the same spot like do you guys have this like one location or is it just like it's there's just a few different spots okay so the two the two that i caught were in the exact same spot like exact same spot i have it marked and the first one that i caught was just inshore that so the first one i caught was in 70 feet and the, the, the two that I, that I landed were in 150 feet, just behind Vaca, just behind the rocks, behind the lodge. But we've hooked, like, the vast majority of the other ones that we've hooked are at this, this spot that's out to the east, so one of our mothership spots. And uh, the vast majority of the ones that we hook are there. And we've hooked a few. Uh, the, we've been fishing another spot. I think, I think you might have went. I think we were calling it Punta Naranjo, um, like the really far spots, like 20 miles to the west. We've hooked a few over there. Um, but the vast majority of them are at the spot that's about five miles to the east. Okay. And what are you guys doing? Like, what is your advice for someone who wants to go to Panama specifically for this? Because I feel like if I was to go back, like that would be my one mission. My one mission would to be to do this because <laughs> what just an incredible experience. Like, and yeah, well, yeah. I have that and I, I, let me write this other question down cause I'll forget. But yeah, that's like, what is your advice for someone who wants to do this? Like time of year, gear, how to fish, like just time of mindset. Year yeah. Time of year definitely plays into it. I, I tell, I tell people probably like December is, is by far the most Marlin, Marlin-y time. December. Like we got, we hooked, we had three guys hook up in a, in a span of two days on, on Marlin. And I say like, if you're really going for them, I, catch a tuna put the tuna out because they love to eat yellow yellowfin tunas and like once we started doing that we started hooking a lot more and uh we, we we've caught a few more from the from the panga putting putting live yellowfins out like with an 18 circle um you gotta you gotta rig up you gotta make sure you have a long leader because a lot of times they'll jump and they'll they'll you know they'll wrap you kind of like a shark like when you like you gotta have a really long leader so it's like abrasive um i mean so you, you have to have like really thick leader like 200 pound um 200 pound leader like maybe 15 foot of it and uh that way you got that abrasion resistance and um 
when you get it close, you can you can handline it. That 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 helps a lot too. So like, if you really want to go for marlin, big thick leader, long leader, and uh and a big circle hook. Like I think the majority of the people that lose them are because they have too too short of a leader, and uh like their their tail will hit will hit the yeah. the main line. Or like say you're using fifty pound main line, their their tail whacking against it will will break it. Or like if it's like their bill is super super abrasive like if they're if they're like if the line is like is like against their bill at all and they're it's like sandpaper and if it's whacking against it and you're you know you're fighting this thing for five hours or so and it's it's a lot of time for that bill to be putting stress on that line and it it can break and uh, we've had that happen a couple times guys hooked up for a long time and then it just breaks under the kayak because it's just been on there for too long and they didn't have strong enough leader or like, like you, you hope that you just hook them in the corner of their mouth and you don't really have to worry about that, but you always, you never know exactly how they're hooked. So, yeah. um, it's good to, it's good to be prepared. And, uh, okay. Is that yeah. why you yeah. think that you're not like a lot of people, I, a, I'm sure it's just challenging to catch a fish that size from a kayak with that. That's just acts that way. You know, they're acrobatic. They are just, there's a lot of things that are happening, but it, do you think what is your theory on maybe why they're not staying hooked? Is it that just equipment? Like, the- well, so it's it, most of the time when they come off, it's cause it breaks. Okay. And it's, it's, it either breaks the leader or it breaks right above the main line. And, uh, I think it's just because it's just too weak or, or, or it's, or it got wrapped on the tail or something like that. Um, hard. or maybe, maybe the person let it, let it eat too long. And then it's, it, got into a bad spot of its part of its mouth and it got it got broke off on just with the abrasion um but it's every time almost every time that i can remember it's broken um i remember you maybe maybe you saw the a recent video from robert where they have the, the marlin jumping alongside the kayak okay. or sorry along alongside the panga, panga yeah and but it, it, that marlin had swam into the main line like 30 feet in front of the bait didn't eat the bait it's it's pretty funny if you look close like you you'll see it jumping 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 and like 30 feet behind it there's a bonita just skipping <laughs> because it just tangled itself <laughs> but uh so yeah you, you never know what'll happen but yeah for the most part they just they just break off i think uh just just weak leader um okay. not maybe i think maybe not enough leader is is a big part because like every time that i rigged up um and i didn't even go to 100 pound i went 100 pound fluorocarbon um about 15 feet of it Um, so that way, that way it couldn't break me. They couldn't hit or the the tail couldn't hit the, uh, the main line. Can you do too much leader? Like, can, would you, cause I was going to say 20 feet, but then I'm thinking it just makes it hard to manage that once you're at the kayak. So 15 feet, it's just a sweet spot. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I think, I think like the legal leader is 20 feet long. Like if you, like especially like with billfish official billfish rules, if you have a twenty foot leader and you get the leader to the tip of the rod, then it's like a, a catch, right? Um, so that I thought about that too, but I wanted to make sure that it wasn't yeah. <laughs> longer than that, so I went several feet shorter. But then, uh, but then uh, again, like when when you have a giant uh, <laughs> when you have a giant marlin next to your kayak, you don't really you don't really want to tire it out long enough so you so you can grab it, right? Um, but it, but it's helpful. Like if you get a sailfish or something, sailfish super manageable in the kayak and you can get it up and, but that swivel with yeah. a really long leader, that makes it really hard to manage. Really hard. Uh, so, so yeah, so you don't like 20 feet is too long anyways, yeah. in my opinion. 
I agree. Oh. I kind of agree too. I yeah. Okay. What about um what about do you feel like you're at an advantage or a disadvantage in the kayak with this specific species, I guess, more so just black marlin. Or... Yeah, I would say yes yes and no. I I think because it's it's really comfortable. Like I've caught a like a couple of marlin out of a out of a boat and a lot of times like you're you're standing up and it's a lot more stress on your on your body really. Like when you're in a kayak like for the for the majority of the fight, a lot of people ask me like what like why I wasn't like out of breath or or something like that, but it's like the whole time I'm resting the rod on my knee, right? Mm-hmm. You just put your knee up in the in the kayak and brace it against the like that pad that you have in in the front. And uh so you're you're not pulling up ever really you know like the only time you're you're using any muscle really is like when you're reeling and uh so it's it's actually really comfortable but then also like i found out like halfway through the fight that like you know what we we always tell people don't turn sideways to the fish because you'll get flipped or whatever yeah i realized that the marlin was just swimming around so that it it was five hours like a five-hour fight because like it wasn't getting tired like it was just pulling me and like chilling straight chilling just still just straight up just, <laughs> just gone and then so i figured i realized about halfway through the fight that i needed to turn sideways and then that way i could mm. actually put pressure on it because it's pulling against the rudder and the mirage drive and that's actually putting a lot of drag and then you'd and then the drag would start coming out of the reel and then he'd start jumping 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 so i would i would do that but then it gets really sketchy so then uh that's gnarly so now you're trying to turn <laughs> sideways fight this fish and you have all this swell you're probably yeah, trying yeah. to manage. Whoa, that's scary. Yeah, so it got gnarly, but that's like, I figured out that's the only way to, to, to really do it. So yeah. yeah, yeah. But still, it's not like you're still able to brace brace your the rod on the on the kayak and all that stuff. So like the only part of me that was sore was like my kneecaps because they were like bruised because the, the the rod was just leaning on like with pushing on with so much pressure for so long. Um, but that's it. Like, like it, it's not going to really wear you out that much. Um, but you just gotta, just gotta know how to fight it and you'll kind of get the sweet spot. And yeah. I remember at one point, like I had got my water bottle and I just like put it at an angle and I had the rod or the rod resting against my water bottle and it was pulling me. And I'm like, <laughs> you're just a nice break. You're like, yeah, this is good. You both are taking <laughs> and a And then break. it broke my water bottle. I'm like, ah, really? Yeah. <laughs> it was it a plastic <laughs> water bottle. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Los Buzo special. Got it. Okay, I'm like, Standard dang. <laughs> they're strong. They're pretty strong, but it wasn't. It wasn't quite strong. It lasted a little while, but yeah, not that strong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh my gosh, that's cool. I've always wondered about this. I feel like I'm just so enamored. I don't know why. Instantly, like, I feel like I don't even know. What do you think is harder? What is the hardest fish to catch down at in Panama? Like just like, all uh, around in general, hard. like the pickiest, well, pickiest yeah. or like the hardest fighter. Um, maybe just like if I someone would, was well, to, I... like the most challenging, just in a lot of ways. Maybe like the pickiest, just the hardest, just to keep on. I just I don't know, just the most challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Kubera has all of it. Like, I figured the Kubera, it can be it can be okay. picky, but it's also really smart, right? So yeah. like it it knows how to take you into the rocks if it if it yeah. wants to. Okay. They're super, super strong, smart, and but uh, a lot of times you'll get lucky and there'll be a free swimmer or there's one on the surface and it'll smash a smash a popper or it'll smash a live bait on the surface and he's already out of the rocks and, and yeah. you get lucky getting them. Um, but yeah, we've we've uh, we've had a we've had a lot of days where, I mean, we, we've had some weeks where nobody's caught a Kubera and then we've had some weeks where everybody's caught a Kubera. Um, 
So it's it's it depends, but yeah, I would say that one, Hubertus. I was kind of feeling that way, but I wasn't sure. I was like, maybe it's not, but I feel like it's got to be. But yeah, I've never caught one down there. I've just never. Yeah. I feel like I tried like one time and I've had one like crash a popper right next to the kayak where it like I scared the shit out of me. Like, broke <laughs> yeah, every- yeah, yeah. it like hit and broke everything instantly. <laughs> <laughs> I, like- <laughs> I remember like our, our, our first our first trip ever down there. I was like. Like we're, everybody was talking up poppers and I just thought that poppers would be like not productive at all. Right. Like I barely used a popper on my first trip there and uh, I, sh- I was totally wrong. Right. Cause I remember the first time I started throwing them, uh, I was with, with Matt Eckert like from deep blue, we were on the same boat and we were, we were just throwing poppers and like five minutes in a Kubera comes up and completely sky <laughs> like jumps out of the water completely. And like, it looked like a Jewfish flying in the air. Right. It's like a huge, huge fish i'm like oh my god these things actually work and it <laughs> broke me off but but uh it got me it got me hooked on the poppers for sure and then we started catching all the tunas and all that stuff um with poppers so that totally changed my changed my perspective on poppers why did you think the poppers but, were going to be good i would i want to i don't know because like if you if you take a popper and your fish you fish you got a 10 inch long popper and you're throwing around in florida you're not going to catch anything besides like maybe a like a black tip or a tarpon maybe on the beach or something, but I don't, I don't know anything that'll hit a popper in Florida. And we've tried it a few times. We have, have caught some black fins and stuff since, since trying it in Florida, but like, that's not a thing that you do in Florida. Um, no. so I figured like I was seeing all these schools of elephants coming by under the kayaks and I'm dropping my, my, uh, butterfly jig and mm-hmm. not catching them. I'm like, Oh, you catch a couple, but like not as much as like, if you're seeing a big giant school of blackfin tunas in Florida and you're dropping a butterfly jig, you're going to catch them every cast almost. In Panama, for whatever reason, they're way, they're way rather go after your popper than a, than a jig, yeah. um, which was, I didn't think that was the case, but totally is there. Yeah, I, I think I went, I went with a little different mindset. I think I was like, grew up thinking that was the one place I would be able to go bring a popper. That's what everybody, that's what I read yeah, in Florida yeah. sports and magazine for 50 years. Yeah. You know, you bring these giant poppers and I was like, that's it. I'm just, I am just going to throw poppers. That is it. And I just couldn't catch it. <laughs> yeah. You were smarter than me for sure. Well, I well, had a hard time the first time catching anything on a popper until like we had a good tuna day. And then I just caught like a million tuna on the popper, like stood out there. Yeah, it yeah, touched yeah. the water. And they were like four yeah. of them were trying to kill each other for it. Um, but <laughs> it was crazy def- how well it worked. Yeah. But then I did the same thing. I brought all these little jigs thinking I was going to like throw some butterfly jigs or whatever. And like the popper was, yeah, it was just weird. But that's why I was wondering. Cause I, I actually, I actually went with the expectation that everything was just going to eat a popper. Like it was just going to be fish were going to be flying out of the, the seas. For this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I struggled. And, and sometimes it's bit. like that. It's, <laughs> and I had heard, like, I had probably read the same articles and seen the same videos and stuff. I just, I didn't, I didn't believe it. Like for whatever reason, I should have believed it. I didn't believe it. And, uh, and I, cause I brought poppers and I, I was ready for it and stuff, but I was like, this can't, this can't actually be true. I'm going to do what I do in Florida. But yeah. It, yeah. Oh, maybe I should do, be more like Adam Fisk. <laughs> but now, so now we, we've been using poppers a lot more and we've, so we've, we've, uh, we've started this new trip and, uh, like in in March coming up, uh, we 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 realized like it took for, it took us forever to actually find big tunas, but we we're like super dialed in on on them now. It took us like three four years to actually find some big ones, and uh, now this time of year like like March April May, and and uh, sometimes into June 
Like we've been able to find these huge schools of poppers. Or sorry, <laughs> huge schools of tuna. Schools of poppers, y'all. <laughs> Yo, Fine, free, free poppers. Free poppers. Free poppers. <laughs> Are these the Yozuri ones? Because uh, that's the only ones I want to fish for. <laughs> the Yozuri ones work too. Uh, like the best popper that we've found is like, is the Rapala Explode. Because it's like the biggest, it's the biggest popper we can find. Okay. And uh, like the Chug, the Chug Norris and uh, like whatever, whatever the biggest popper is that makes the biggest pop that like, that's what these giant tunas want. Like, cause you can throw in like the smaller poppers and, uh, but a lot of times like the smaller tunas will get to it first. But we we figured out like the biggest poppers possible get the bigger get to actually get the bigger tunas oh, and uh okay. so we got we got a lot more dialed in on that and and uh so we're, we have a trip coming up in in march and uh we're gonna do like a camping a camping kind of thing so we're gonna do like we're we're, we're splitting it up so we're, we're like half the week we're gonna go down 20 miles to that that spot way out to the west it's like in the middle of nowhere we're gonna camp on the beach for a couple days where the jaguars are and, uh, where the jaguars are yeah okay and uh, <laughs> we're, we didn't see any, but they, like, they should seriously, be there. no, like, they seriously, didn't see any. Like, they should be there. I just, <laughs> it's, it's funny. With the first, the first trip, we did like an experimental trip. Um, I think back in it was January 2021, and uh, we went out and we caught, we caught a couple really big tunas, and we brought them back to, to the to the campsite. And it's like, what are, what are we gonna do with all this tunas? Because we we have like six people at the lodge, and we have like 150 pounds of tunas, and and we had caught like a big. Uh, a big mahi and like a almago jack and we had like so much meat but we had brought trail cameras so we me and me and the captain hiked way back the way back alongside the river like there was like a game trail that we followed maybe half a mile alongside the river and we put tr game cameras and like just like a big slab of yellowfin tuna right in front of it because we knew that there was like we knew that there was jaguars and and all kinds of stuff in the area so we wanted to see if we could get one on camera but uh they ended up getting eaten by coyotes like pretty quickly so we didn't actually see a jaguar but they are definitely in the area um but i was hoping you'd be like this jaguar just devoured I, yeah. these tuna <laughs> we were walking along like like uh we got to the spot like after after uh like on the last day when we go to pick up the pick up the cameras and uh we see all these prints and the captain's like oh those are those are cat prints those are definitely cat prints. and i'm like oh yeah they probably are right <laughs> You don't know the difference, a dog print or a cat print, right? <laughs> <laughs> but they were, you could tell that they were somewhat big. But we were just trying to convince ourselves that we had a, a video of a, of, a, of a jaguar on the on the game. And we get back, it's like, yeah, these straight up coyotes. <laughs> it was like big mice eating this. <laughs> yeah. They're like, jaguars! Yeah. <laughs> a squirrel, a squirrel. Yeah, yeah. one of them jungle squirrels. The man-eating jungle squirrel. <laughs> There's all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah. We have big, like black squirrels, like giant black squirrels, oh. and we had. We're, we're, at, at night, we had this thing looking down at us. We saw its like eyes looking. We're like, oh, what is that? Like, what is that thing is so cool. We have a light, like a flashlight. We're looking at it, and it was like a type of awesome. But we just thought it was like the craziest thing because we're, you know, we're out in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah. oh my god, what is that? Oh, it's awesome. So you guys are going to be doing these camping trips now. Like, yeah, this is yeah, part of yeah. the thing. That's pretty. Badass. But only in March, so we're only doing two okay. weeks this this year, and it's so we're splitting it up halfway. Uh, half the time we're going to be kayak fishing at that spot way out to the west, and then half the week we're going to be chasing down big tunas uh, with the poppers from the boats uh, from from uh, the lodge. That's so it's like a really cool mix, and uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's going to be super fun. But we only have one spot left, so they they went quick. Oh, you'll there is still oh, one okay, spot there's... if anybody's listening and wants to go. Okay, well, heck, one spot left. What do they need to do? Well. 
we'll leave all that information in there for them. But um, it's it's in March. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, that's that's pretty badass. Like, what do you have? What advice do you have to give to people that want to go to pa- well Panama or Alaska? Like both of them. Like, what's your advice to prepare mentally, physically, emotionally? Like, is there much <laughs> that they have to do? Like, what are they? Well, I. A lot of people say like uh, that they wish they had like exercised a little bit more okay. before coming. That's like the biggest thing. Like a lot of times it's really easy, but you never know what the conditions are going to be like. So like some, a lot of times you'll have no current, but sometimes you will have some currency. And there's not, you know, you know how our, our spot is like you don't, you can't launch somewhere and then come back somewhere else, right? right? You have to launch and go back to the same spot. So like sometimes there'll be current, you'll have to battle the current all day long and it's kind of exhausting. Um, but we have, we have boats out there that'll come and pick you up and take you back. If you get too tired or something, something's wrong, you want to go back in early or something like that. We could do that. Oh. But like the guys that really, really want to push it, like sometimes you're going to be out there, out there, out there all day paddling and sometimes covering up to 12 miles. Um, so it's, it helps to be in shape, but everything else, like we, we have, we try to keep everything there so that you don't have to, you know, you don't have to lug a bunch of stuff with you. Like we have a tackle shop on site. We have rods and reels that we that we rent out and they're all nice stuff it's like accurate accurate reels and, and uh die spinning reels and uh nice gear so you don't have to worry about lugging their your rod tube on the plane and having yeah. the chance of losing it and having them your luggage or the airline losing it and, and all that stuff so like a lot of times people just show up with a backpack with some a couple pairs of clothes and and then that's all that's all you need but uh it definitely helps to be in somewhat decent shape yeah I'd say that's good advice. I kind of feel the same way. Like, I feel like you really do want to kind of be in shape a little bit. Like, I mean, there's plenty of people that go and don't do it. And I don't know how old people like you get some pretty older people that go. I mean, we we've I mean, Pam Worth is gone and I'm not saying she's old, but she's not 25 either. And she crushed it, too. She crushes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. she's just an animal of her own yeah, self. But. <laughs> She's just Pam is great. We love Pam. Yeah. <laughs> and she's used to pa- she's used to pedaling. Yeah, she's too. used to pedaling. Yeah, That's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, she's you're right. She's she's always out there. That's good advice. Um is there anything else that like we haven't hit or touched on that you think is cool that people should know that they you wanna share? Like I know you have your Alaska so Alaska's coming up, but this will be your first season doing that this yeah. year. Okay. Yeah. Um do you have anything in the works besides Alaska and Panama, like other things that maybe haven't happened yet that this year is going to bring or maybe, maybe. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to know. Maybe we're maybe we're working on a couple of things, but nothing's okay. nothing set in stone yet. But okay. so, so okay. Like, yeah, right now is, is, is just uh Panama and, and Alaska. And we do still have a lot of spots open in, in Alaska. There's a couple guys booked, but um, it's, it's coming up quick and we do have some spots. So if anybody's listening, wants to go, it's a, amazing trip and and uh should come <laughs> yeah yeah hell yeah alaska sounds badass like super cool it's like, awesome just the odd of, yeah the odds of like all these fish you can just catch like just like you said you guys were catching all these fish it's just so cool. yeah and, like i i did not think that we were going to catch like a big variety of fish like i'm thinking alaska all right we're going to catch king salmon and halibut and then i'm like wait a minute we get there like wait a minute so there's there's a lingcod, which I completely forgot about, and we caught a million of them. Yeah. And some of them were some of them were really big. Like I think our biggest one was 37 pounds, 38, 37 pounds, something like that. 
Um, and we caught a pop, a couple that were real close to that. And then we caught, um, like, I think we ended up with like 17 different species, like <laughs> all these, all these really, yeah, yeah. Like, so there's, uh, a bunch of different types of rockfish, which are, which are like grouper. And I, I knew one of them was there that I really wanted to catch a yellow eye rockfish. And it's like this bright orange grouper. And there's like, I, I, it was like really high up on my list. I really wanted to do it. And like, I didn't realize how many are there. We got, I, we were, we went to a spot and we caught them every single drop on the jig and a couple of them were really big. Um, and then, uh, and then a cool thing about there too is, is you can, is they pack up, they like make you bring your fish back. So like you, you catch all this fish and they should, they freeze it and ship it back with you. Uh, so, which is really nice. Cause I still have a ton of halibut and salmon and stuff that I eat all the time here. That's cool. Uh, which is nice. It's, it's, so I didn't realize this, but in Alaska, uh, I, I believe that it's a law that, that if you have a lodge or like a business that you can't, sh- you can't serve your guests, the fish that they caught, like they have to buy it from the commercial market something like that so all of the fish that you catch goes home with you but you're still eating the same the same fish and, and it's not eating into your your uh your amount stash. that's bringing back with you yeah yeah. yeah yeah you know i've heard of stuff like this i've always been like man alaska really has it like dialed in like you know there's so much fish waste in florida it's like we haven't figured out how to like ship fish in florida i don't know why um <laughs> it's, it's seriously like all that you see yeah. you see it all the time at the dock there's fit loads of fish. Everybody just wants to kill everything. And then they get on a plane and they go home, but we don't have that system in Florida. Like they do in Alaska. And I've heard yeah, this. Yeah. I have not and heard so all the, all their airlines are, are like set up to yeah. like, they have like refrigerators in the, in the, in the airlines and they have a whole system yeah. like where it doesn't even charge you extra unless you have like multiple boxes. And, uh, I think we, we brought, uh, 75 pounds a piece back, wow. uh, so and and we had to let go a lot of because they do have really strict regulations there too, um, so we we let go a lot a lot a lot of fish, but we still came back with that amount, which is awesome. That's good. I I don't know how we get that rolling in Florida, but that is not something that's in Florida. I can't tell you how many <laughs> stories I've heard of people trying to fly with fish. They get to the airport and they make you throw everything away at the airport. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, and that so, just uh, blows my mind. Like blows my mind. And like this is not a foreign thing, you guys. Like. But I've not heard that part where you have to eat, like, what is local, like, not, how do you say this? So the commercial guys are catching, basically, which to me also makes sense. Like, that makes sense to me. So I've never, I haven't heard that. Anyway, more you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that was nice. It was like, it was always like, we had tons of fish and, and, uh, but then it was cool uh, because they also had like elk and venison and crab legs and like Ooh. the lodge is pretty super nice. Uh, yeah. I so. gotta, I gotta put Alaska on my list. What does it cost to do one of these Alaska trips? So they have a couple, a couple options. Like you can, you can either fish like two days, three days, four days, five days up, up to like, if you stay the whole time on there, it's like eight days. Um, but it ranges, what's the, I forgot what the starting rate is but like the the one that we're shooting for is like four days of fishing and it's 5500 but that includes a, like the float plane you have to you have to fly a float plane in um so it's it's pricey but it's it's worth it if you if you can do it yeah and it all makes sense too it's it's a it's an incredible trip and and uh it's it's certainly worth it if you can do it sick one day yeah yeah <laughs> we're in a, we're in alaska by the way so the the lodge is on like the south side of, I think it's the southwest side of Prince of Wales Island. 
So um, you would fly into Ketchikan and then you take about a 40, 30 or 40 minute float plane and it lands you right at the lodge. That's so cool. What a cool experience. Kayak (laughs) fishing is just absolute, like, just blows my mind. I love it. I think it's the coolest thing in the world. I really do. I really just think kayak fishing is one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. Yeah. Because it lets you, you know, it lets you get up close to to stuff that you wouldn't be able to get close to in the boat. And, and, uh, another one of the cool things there is like, there's otters everywhere. Oh. And like when you're in, when you're in the boat, they don't let you get close to them. They get, they're super cautious, right? You'll see them stick their head out through the weeds and then they'll (gasps) grab, like there's a bunch of them that would like grab their little, 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 I guess we call it a cub. I don't know. I don't know what baby. They're babies. What's we'll this called? Baby. It's baby. It calls a baby. Cub. And then they would like, like, <laughs> like take bears. them and go underwater, swim somewhere else. But like when we were in the kayak, a lot of them were like they would swim up and be like super curious. And uh, I, I remember I had one that came up right next to the kayak, and he had a sea urchin, and he like broke the sea urchin up, and he was like eating it, and just like looking at me, eating it, looking at me, and then he would like this just is... cruise around the kayak and then whoop, swim away. Is... But like. You don't get to do that kind of stuff in the in the boat, you know. No, you Unless really don't. You got a really trusting otter, and there, there was another part where where uh, Dennis and and Rob had gotten out, and because uh, you know you can if you're in the kayak you can just put your kayak on, up on the beach and go walk around in the in the woods and explore a little bit, and uh, they did that, and I was watching them, and then like three deer walk out of the woods and just start sniffing oh. around the kayak, and like, it was just really cool. What a cool experience. This is really special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's cool where, where fishing can, can take you and yeah. where you can, you know, Seriously. go explore cool, crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy stuff in kayaks. <laughs> right? That's the coolest thing. What? Do you have anything to share, Mariah? Sounds like you have some things. Oh, uh, I, fi- I figured. So a seal's baby is called a pup. Okay, pup. Yeah, that makes sense. A yeah. pup. Yeah. A, no, uh, not it's not a seal. It's a um. Uh, oh, wait. An otter. Hold on. Or an otter. Oh, right? oh, sorry, sorry, otter. My bad. I feel like it's gotta be otter. the same. Yeah, it might but. be otter, the same. Actually. Otter, baby. Hold on. Yeah, my bad. Here I was <laughs> trying to be. Wait, wait, hold on. They're called pups, or, or kittens. What? <laughs> I feel like, like you've been in the Google. <laughs> I would not have the, Google, that. the Google says baby otters called pups or kittens. Well, make up your mind. Okay. Wow. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go with a pup so uh, somebody doesn't think I'm talking about something else. <laughs> Do you imagine? Could you imagine it was weird. I saw somebody... an otter out there and he grabbed his kitten, kitten. and he dug him underwater. Dug <laughs> <laughs> him underwater. Uh... <laughs> Did you guys see those otters feeding all the kittens today? Like, what? <laughs> So weird. Yeah. <laughs> we need an Alaskan to tell us what otter babies are called, please. <laughs> yeah. A native yeah. Alaskan, please. <laughs> For real, I did, and I didn't look up in Alaska because maybe it's called something completely <laughs> different. But yeah, I would stick with pup as well. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's sea lions up there, and and uh, we so the only thing that we thought we might see that we didn't see was at Orca. Oh, I was gonna uh, ask and you that. I, there, there was a couple guys that, that saw some, but we they weren't where we were. But we saw tons of humpbacks, and there was like puffins and uh, puffins. all kind, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, puffins, oh puffins, gosh. super cool looking birds. Yes. Flew right over my head. I'm like, oh my god! Wait, they fly? I don't think I knew puffins yeah. for yeah. for flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, 
It looks like it seems like a like a penguin or something like that, right? It looks yeah. Kind of... Yeah, that's what I'm envisioning. Are you afraid to see an orca? I don't know. I, I feel like I would be a little bit scared, and if there, there was an orca around me and I'm in the kayak, but. There's so many videos online of like orcas like being just curious and hanging around kayakers and stuff like that and and we have had a, had them come through Panama a few times um, but they uh, I don't know I think it, 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 I'd be a little nervous but I'd I'd do it yeah I'm not sure how I yeah. feel about it it a little scares uh. me a little bit I'm like scared of humpback <laughs> whales in the kayak and they're like the most docile <laughs> creatures on earth <laughs> yeah they they make me a little nervous too though yeah because it's such a big it's big so animal big. I remember there was there was one time. And I'm, I was right behind the lodge, and like, cause they'll come really, really close to the lodge when you're when you're in Panama. You can watch them from the standing on the beach and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was in like 40 feet of water, and I, I saw these these whales coming, and I got my I got I pedaled up real fast because I could see where they were going, and I, I kind of beat them, and I put the camera on my head, and I was like, I got on my on my I, I bent down like I'm about to jump into the water and like swim down and like get them swimming to me, and I I just I couldn't do it. <laughs> Like I was totally, I was like so down to do it, like really excited. And then when it when the time actually happened, I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah, dude. And, yeah, yeah. That's but, they're but I've jumped in the water a bunch of times with whale sharks and stuff like that, and they're they're super docile and curious and stuff like that. But sometimes it's like the the whales are a little nerve nerve wracking. And like when you go underwater and they're making all their all their racket, it's it's amazing how loud it is. It is so honestly, it's like really scary and intimidating. Like it is. it's very yeah, yeah. scary. I I mean, I couldn't I, National Geographic's people who do this stuff like bravo to you because I remember when I first saw the humpbacks in the kayak and I could feel them talking to each other through the kayak. I could feel yeah, yeah, coming yeah, through the yeah. kayak and I was like, "Oh hell no." Hell no. Like, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I mean, this and is cool, but this up. is scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, like, in our area, so they, they come to, to, like, give birth, right? So yeah. they a lot of them have, like, fresh babies with them. Fresh and uh, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, an aggression thing or, like, a like stay away yeah. thing, like, when they have their baby. But a lot of times you'll get close to them and you'll hear – it's almost like a growl. It's, like, yeah. a really deep oh. – yeah, yeah, yeah. Really intimidating, and I don't know if it's like them talking or like saying "get away from me," but huh. that's what those things were doing too, and that's which they had a baby with them. So I'm like, I probably better not like jump in on this newborn baby. Yeah. I kind of feel uh, like anything that sounds like it's growling at you is probably something that you should just err on the side of caution and just stay away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's crazy how loud it is. <laughs> it is. It's very scary. Like super, yeah. super scary. I remember when I heard that too. I was like, I didn't even know these animals made this noise. Like I thought. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super scary. Anyway, uh, I could talk to you forever and ever. Amen. Until the dawn of time, I feel like we're all. I feel like we're both falling asleep. <laughs> well, we'll just have to do it again. Yeah, I know. We we say this so often with people. We're like four hours later. Oh, we got to do this again someday. <laughs> oh yeah, we're almost at two hours. Yeah, 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 we have a lot of fun around here. Cool, yeah, this yeah. is fun. Okay, well. Well, how cool, and I, I just have to say, if there's one way to go, getting eaten by an orca, pretty freaking cool. I'll take it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> people are going to be talking about you, it's going to be a yeah. solid way to go. <laughs> Doing what you love. Um, just, have, just have the camera on. Yeah, yeah, just film it, yeah, definitely get it on film, for sure. Yeah. 
Get get those <laughs> get that proof out there. That way it's not yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. she got lost out to sea. No, she got eaten by an orca. And it's plain and simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no arguing it. No. Exactly. Well, Adam, it was great getting to meet you. I just love all your Panama, Alaska. Excited to see what all happens next. Um, for our listeners, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Tell us if you've ever eaten Play-Doh or a leaf or you've been to Alaska or Panama. <laughs> Dina Orca, leave something. And for those that cannot leave a review, please leave us an emoji. And Adam, you get to pick the emoji for our listeners to leave us on our Instagram for those platforms that people listen to that they, they can't leave a review on. <laughs> so you get to pick the emoji of the day. Ooh, uh... You can think about it. Yeah. Let me... <laughs> yeah, we, we, we throw, love throw to see you. Okay. Ooh, okay. 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 I like it. Okay. I like it. That's a good one. That's yes. a good one. And one more question before we let you go. Have you eaten Play-Doh or a leaf before? Because before... Oh, you... yeah. I think many oh. times. He's like, oh, yeah, all the time. Leaf, <laughs> favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. How about glue? Uh, I would say Play-Doh. How about what? Glue. I think I think I probably ate a lot of Play-Doh and a lot of glue back in the back in the okay, day. Okay, I, okay, I, okay. This is what we were talking about before you got on the on on here. We were talking <laughs> about eating glue and Play-Doh and leaves. I can't say I've done it recently, but probably in like kindergarten, I could. I, I feel like I've done that. He's not sure though. <laughs> He's like, I can't say I've He's done like it the, recently. There was one night. You don't always know what happened in your food, you know. <laughs> Jaguar. <laughs> Jaguar tacos. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um go ahead, Mariah. Sorry. Yeah, so thank you. And man, what what would we call that? Like I think that's to the look shocker, it up, isn't it? Just you just call it the shocker? Is that how people look it up? Yeah. The surfer guy I thing. Think, right? Yeah, the like the what up dude? The I don't pinky know. in the thumb. I'm trying to, like, help out the listeners. Thumb. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I saw this thing on TikTok, speaking of the pinky of thumb. Adam, can you show, th- uh, the like, the number, like, three on your hand? Like, three of oh, something. Oh, yeah. He did it! Oh! Yeah. I, the people that do the, what is it, this? I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. that, that yeah. all the way. That's how I, I do, do it, too. I saw yeah. the thing you saw, Oh, too, you yeah. did? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is three. <laughs> I was like, who does that? Wait, hold, on, hold on, what do you what do you do for one? What do you do for one? There's some people that do the thumb. I've what? seen people be like one. You can't trust those people. I'm just like, you go one, two, three, four, and then five. That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah this. Sorry, this, listeners. Yeah. This. Who does? Yeah, I can't <laughs> yeah, trust that like, person. Yeah, I no. can't trust if they're like one, two. No, no, gotta be. <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> you needed to know that, Adam, before before you, you got off here. Yeah, we need yes, to know that. Okay. Very important. <laughs> very important things. Okay. <laughs> um, I was going to have you, like, plug all your things and stuff, your Alaska stuff. And uh, Mariah was going to ask you, I'm sure. Oh, uh, um... I got I, – I forgot completely. I got so excited with your Alaska and your Panama. Yeah. <laughs> plug you your, yeah, plug so, your things. Yeah, and so then wanna, I'm going to add it all, too, in the show notes. So – just so everybody knows yeah awesome anyway, awesome yeah so if, if you want to go to panama um the website is los buzos panama 
or losbuzos.com, L-O-S-B-U-Z-O-S. Um, and you can email info at losbuzos.com. And then the Alaska place, the, web, the website is waterfallresort.com. And uh, that's, that's it. You can find all, all the information there. The lodge is called Waterfall Resort. And uh, hope some of y'all can make it. It's an yeah. incredible place, both, both of them. Yeah, and if people want to follow you and your shenanigans, where's the best place to find you? Basically, my name is Adam Fishk on everything. So A-D-A-M-F-I-S-H-K. One word. So that's TikTok and Instagram. and <gasps> You got a TikTok? You got a TikTok? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a TikTok. Ooh, I'm all excited. We I'm love all TikTok. Excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have me at TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, when, the, when the video starts to go viral, it's like it's like the funnest thing ever. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> just looking at it nonstop it's like yeah. it's fun yeah <laughs> well, well thanks, thanks y'all for having me it's super fun we'll, we gotta do it again yes thanks for taking the time to be here I, this has meant a lot we were really I was really we were really excited to talk to you you have so much fun <laughs> to offer and just some badass stories so this is really awesome good. awesome got a, got a couple more for, for another time so <laughs> oh, okay good I know yeah I, know, I, I was... kind of feel like we only touched like the sur like barely dipped into the surface like of what all you do. I was just like enamored. Like we could talk for six hours. And I'd yeah. still be like, tell me more. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do we do a lot of a lot of cool stuff when you're in a, when you're in these these crazy places like like a, like I'm in a lot. Something crazy new happens every day, so it's 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 awesome. Yeah, we'll Lots have to. to Maybe even do like a group thing one day where it's like just you and some other folks that have done some just just swap stories, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. Cool. Cool, cool, Let's cool. Let's do it. Well, thanks. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I'm going to release you. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. <laughs> have a good night. Bye. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye.